if there needs to be a digital transformation in an organization, then that needs to start from the top. And another thing is that there needs to be a strategic agenda and, and a strong st- support from the top management to enable that to happen. Hello and a warm welcome to the NLN podcast. The NLN is the Nordic Leadership Network. We're a team of seven leaders, coaches, facilitators and speakers. We help develop the leaders of today and tomorrow. We challenge teams to achieve high performance. We help companies to implement strategy and get stuff done so they can flourish and grow. Welcome, welcome everyone to this new podcast episode of the Nordic Leadership Network podcast. Today with us, we have uh, Ville Simola. Uh, Ville is the CEO of Maria01, uh, which is the leading startup campus in the Nordics. He has an extensive background uh, working with startups and corporations where he has been leading innovation and digital units in the past. And he's also very passionate about sports and uh, he's one of these few ones, which is an Iron, Iron Man finisher two years ago in, in Tallinn, I know. Hi, Ville. Hi, hi Stefano. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Although the COVID period, I mean, I must say it, it has been tough for sure, but I, I definitely see there's uh, sunlight coming in. So it's all good now. Great. Great to hear. And we have with us also Nick Vertigans, uh, one of our members, uh, great leadership coach and speaker. Uh, hi, Nick. Good morning. Good morning, Stefano. Good morning, Ville. I'm very well, thank you. Morning, Nick. Great. Morning, morning. And we have, finally, we also have David Goddard, another member of our Nordic Leadership Network, another great coach. Thank you, Stefano, for that introduction. Good morning. Hi, everybody. So, yeah, um, Ville, um, you, you founded 10 years ago the legendary and now defunct uh, startup Sauna, which was one of the best known uh, startup accelerators of Finland. And uh, that has heavily contributed to the growth of the startup movement in, in this country and I would say also across Europe. Now you are the CEO of one of the biggest startup campus in the Nordic, so there is some continu- continuity in there. And, and Maria01 uh, hosts more than a thousand people between VCs, startups, corporate partners. So my assumption is that you know a couple of things about inter- entrepreneurship and resilience, especially in times of difficulty. And we, we had Christian uh, Luoma earlier in the, in the series talking about innovation, and he said that innovation is the only thing that's happening right now. And also, we also spoke with Tanli Tikka, uh, which highlighted the benefits of creating teams uh, based on trust and creativity. So my, my question, my first question to you is really, how do you see that the VCs and the startups and the corporations in Maria01 have reacted to the current crisis? Is there any good examples of resilience, uh, transformational growth that you have seen? Yeah, I think it's a great, great question. Um, I think, I think for startups, um, since startups are by definition, they're temporary organizations searching for, for the business model. So, uh, I think by default, there's a lot of, uh, uncertainty in, in what startups, what they do, uh, and how they operate. So, so in that sense, I see that startups are probably the, 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 the best uh, type of organization to, to adapt in, in changing situations um, uh, and, and therefore having resilience um, as a de facto thing. And, and, uh, but how, how, how is it the situation? So, for example, the companies that we have at the campus, we have uh, 150 companies currently there. 
and uh, and and we did a survey on how how do they see the the crisis and and the hit of the crisis uh, and especially how they have adapted to the situation so I see there's a lot of different approaches to the situation. There's uh, uh, quite a few of the companies, they, they've made strategic focus changes already. And, uh, and there's, uh, I think there's some, some good examples on like changing the, the business model, changing, for example, the, the whole strategy toward, towards sales. An example would be that instead of focusing on, on monetization, actually just starting to focus on, on user acquisition. So, so basically, with some of the, the SaaS startups uh, providing their service for free dur- during a certain period, uh, the COVID period, for example, and, and then just focusing on getting new, new users in. So, and there's, there's a lot of other um, examples as well in terms of like companies struggling with their, with their costs, for example, so how they made salary adjustments or exchange salaries to equity, so I see there's many different approaches that startups have been taking. Uh, one one particular example I would like to mention is is a company called uh, Twelve Textiles, uh, and, and their their goal is to change the uh, the fabric industry for good. So so providing AI uh, and enabling new new way uh, production method for textile industry, and they're still in the the R and D phase, but they saw the opportunity in this COVID situation. So actually, what they did. They, they started producing uh, face masks. So they did that, like a complete uh, pivot in, in their business. And the goal is just to actually test their hypothesis on their production uh, processes. But as well as that, they've been getting actually a lot of visibility through this one. So I think it's a very good example of a, of a, of a company adapting to the situation. Thank you, Vilna. So extreme pivots, very quick adjustments, speed and, and flexibility, I think that's what I heard. What, what have you guys heard, Nick and, and David? Yeah, very interesting. Thanks, Ville. So the, first of all, the, I like this definition of um, a startup being a, a kind of a temporary organization, you know, searching for, the, for a business model or the business model. And yeah, maybe they're in the best, they're in the best place to adapt and, and show resilience. And what a great example of 12 textiles as well, you know, pivoting towards the, the face mask, quite a hot topic. So we, we wish that well. It's a great example. David, what about you? Uh, well, the idea of pivoting is very interesting. I think it kind of leads on to the, the next thing that we wanted to talk about, which was everything must be digital um, at the moment. So, Nile, what, what do you think? You, you had several years' experience as head of digital at Lassila and Tikanoya, um, the biggest service company here in Finland, and you started a whole ton of new digital services. We we're interested to hear what you learned from that, um, but also... Um, what's happening in that space at the moment? Is it getting a bit overcrowded that everybody is changing, everybody is pivoting their business model to um, digital services? Yeah, when I look at like, uh, the, like larger organization and, uh, organizations and how they're, how they're seeing the, the digital role in, in value chain, I mean, there's, there's been discussion and, and things going on for, for quite a long time. And, uh, and I think some of the companies have, have done really well. Then there's a mediocre level and then, then companies who still haven't kind of managed to done their digital transformation. And 
I see it's, it's very much a leadership issue. So if there needs to be a digital transformation in an organization, then that needs to start from the top. And another thing is that there needs to be a strategic agenda and, and a strong st- support from the top management to enable that to happen. So that's how, how, how I see you know, digital transformation is, is actually mostly about, about leadership. And then enabling that and enabling, for example, changes in, in, in the value chain and new business models, um, then, then there needs to be the transformation agenda and, and the clear role with the transformation uh, organization or team actually driving that change and, and, and having the mandate to actually do things. How I would see like um, for larger organization, I think it's um, they're adapting more and more uh, also this entrepreneurship mentality. And, and there's been recently more and more hires in uh, having former entrepreneurs entering larger organizations, uh, such as I think, well, Christian Luoma from, from OP that you had in the show previously is a great, ex- great ex- example of that. Then about the speed, I mean, I think now with the COVID situation, that's, uh, it's been said that that is the, uh, uh, the factor that is speeding up the transformation faster than ever. And, and, I see that that's very much true in, in what's happening. So even those laggards that were still kind of thinking that whether we should go digital or whether we should explore the new opportunities, it's, that's not the case case anymore. So there, there's been like, a, a, I'm seeing like huge changes in the ways all these companies are now now taking the advantage to use use, use digital services and uh, and hopefully in the future, like be part of actually more in, in more kind of disruptive, uh, uh, disruptive um, uh, models as well in terms of um, creating new value chains or, or working together with startups to, to create new value chains and, and create new business. So the leadership in these organizations has moved from talking about digitalization to actually having a digital transformation. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I see the speed is, is getting faster. Stefano, I was just interested. Uh, how, how's that working in your organization at Elisa? Yeah, well, I, I, I think I know quite well on my skin uh, that, that corporations are trying to hire more entrepreneurial people because that happened to me exactly. And, um, and I think that this is, is very true uh, everywhere. Luckily, I, I was lucky enough to happen to work for, for a company that it's already very digital and it's already um, mm-hmm. quite well well prepared in, in mindset, especially to for these times. But but I think that the topic that Will raised about having the need of more entrepreneurial people inside corporations mm-hmm. right now, uh, kind of also points to to another um, to another uh, kind of phenomena that uh, that is happening right now. the The amount of entrepreneurs has uh, increased quite a lot during the last ten years in in Finland, in the Nordics, and in Europe. And yeah. we have gone from uh, from a very risk averse feeling in people to a very uh, risk prone uh, feeling in people to become mm. entrepreneur. Mm. So I was one. I was kind of very interested to ask to to Ville, how does he see that this this Corona crisis impacts that. So are we going to have uh, a, a change in that again? So are going are people going to be even those who are entrepreneurial minded? Are they going to be seeking for something a bit less risky than mm. starting their mm. own their own business? What do you think, Ville? I, I think. In the short short term, um, that that might be the case, 
but my 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 uh, thinking is that actually in the long run i'm expecting this to actually boost uh entrepreneurship um well especially growth entrepreneurship a lot since i'm i'm expecting for example now we're seeing the the situation like you mentioned being being kind of very unsecure for 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 many entrepreneurs but at the same time actually now finally governments are taking taking the action to uh, kind of fix these bottlenecks what it comes to having less guarantees or 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 taxation issues or or, or kind of flexibility in, in, let's say, in the platform economy model, for example. So I'm actually expecting to see a lot of positive uh, legislation changes coming out from the COVID. Um, and, and that will definitely, in, in the long run, uh, make the um, uh, you know, pursuit for careers as, as an entrepreneur even even more attractive. And, uh, and also, I'm expecting that uh, the, the large organizations, obviously, um, they have had to to lay off, and they will have to lay off a lot of people due to the crisis. So I'm not even expecting that the same amount of jobs would actually even return to to larger organizations. So that alone uh, kind of um, partly forces people to kind of boost the entrepreneurship as as well. And maybe the final point there is that I think in every crisis there's a lot of opportunities, and and we've seen in the past. That, that some of the greatest companies, growth companies, have actually arised from, from a crisis or from a, a, a big change happening around. So, so I think, I think that, that most likely will happen also now. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities. There's, there's, there's a window to, to make those new big, big growth businesses. And uh, so, so I think that's one, one more factor attracting uh, entrepreneurship even even more in the future excellent Great. that's really nice to hear so with the right government focus and support and the right kind of level of safety and security for entrepreneurs the future is is bright we hope so Philip, moving from from one thing to another thing that is is connected to entrepreneurship at lnt you were behind one of the first digital food and waste collection services for restaurants aviki mestari which was pretty, um, let's say, ahead of its time. What kind of business models and themes will we see emerging from this coronavirus period, in your opinion? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. And actually, uh, a nice fact about this, this uh, Habiki Mestari service that, that we built at LT. So um, actually, um, the service was sold last week to, uh-huh. uh, to a company called CGI. So that was actually the the yes. first exit exit made out of the uh, the innovation unit that that uh, I was part of building. So I'm really really happy to see that. Um, Congratulations! But I think it's for the business model. So obviously many companies have forced to scale down their costs and operation, and uh, and I think it's clear there's no like uh, quick fixes available, um, and 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 a lot of the different value chains will 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 be changing um, in, in the future, like we discussed already. So I think it's, it's um, uh, interesting to see, but definitely good questions to, to ask at these times would be that what are the key changes have taken place in the course of, of past weeks? Or like, what do we see happening right now? What are the plausible future developments in, in customer behavior or competition? And, and how could innovation in sales, customer relationships, uh, partnerships, 
resources help to uh, apply agility in the operations and 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 you know make make more more high performing companies. So so definitely business model innovation is the key to to winning under these circumstances um and um and and the, the ability to innovate validate uh launch scale new business models that that should be like a like a critical core competence that's at all all firms at at, at the moment so mm. um and and of course being being creative kind of rethinking what is the world going to look like in the future in 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 two years for example once we hopefully get out of this crisis uh, so I think it's it's a lot about asking those those questions. So how the future will will look like, and 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 if we come back to the Havik semester, I think it's a great example of like like you said, we were a bit early in in what we were doing. We were we were we were solving the problem of of food waste in in restaurants, mm-hmm. um, and actually we managed to do that quite nicely. So. So there was like a huge cost savings for each restaurant uh, mm-hmm. on on the uh, on on the the purchases they were making, but at the same time it was actually pro- producing a lot of good because there was uh, there was less and less of the food waste. But what we didn't see at that time was that uh, scaling that business up uh, was actually very difficult if we. Uh, didn't get uh, into those uh, like existing ERP systems that that the restaurants were using as part of like managing the whole whole business, the whole value chain. So, so therefore, I'm very happy to see this this acquisition that took place last week, because because basically uh, that I think that enables that that CGI as as being actually one of the market leaders in in having those. Uh, the the ERP systems in in the restaurant business uh, enables to kind of tap that that food waste part also also in that uh, in that value chain and and I see there's now like huge potential now to actually start scaling that business business up yeah excellent nice work Ville nice work well done um, David and Stefano what did you just hear um, I think I've been hearing a lot about entrepreneurial entrepreneurialism, if that's a word, and um, throughout this discussion. So I'd just like to ask, Ville, um, what do you think that, first of all, what could organizations do more of to attract entrepreneurial-minded people to work for them? And secondly, what do you think the government could be doing more than it is doing at the moment to um, kickstart growth and uh, the the entrepreneurial spirit that is going to be released by the situation that we're in at the moment? Well, I think for larger organizations, they, um, they, need, to, they need to adapt the uh, entrepreneurial thinking as part of their strategy. And, and, and I think what we're really nice to see, nice to see also more C-level people as being the chief of entrepreneurship in residence type of type of positions right. actually like really le- leading the chain so again it's it's a lot about i think it's, it's a lot about leadership uh issue it's 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 a lot about uh transforming those organizations to really be be more more entrepreneurial and then therefore more attractive for, for former entrepreneurs to to jump in so, so it's it needs a lot to about be that. in the management team yeah 
for sure, for sure, for sure. And, uh, and, and it's also a lot about changing that culture. Uh, we, for example, at, at Maria, we, we organize these internal transformation programs for some of our corporate clients. I think this, they've been huge success because basically what we do, we invite our startups, our founders to actually coach these um, people working in the lar- larger organizations. And, and already during like eight week period, we, we see a huge change in the way that people take action in, in, in problem solving, for example, or how do they actually perform the, the customer uh, discovery uh, and, and all that. So, so kind of adapting more of that, that mindset and also adapting more of those tools and skill sets. Then I think that's, uh, it doesn't happen overnight, but it's a long-term, long-term work. And the second part of your question was the, the how can governments boost boost even more and 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 I think like I said I'm expecting that now now there's um, entrepreneurship is coming more visible to to governments to legislation people so kind of like for example the, the the laying off I think Sweden has a great model so when a company is struggling they don't actually have to lay off the people full-time but what they can do they can kind of do um, a subsidy f- uh, from the government meaning that the people can still be on, on the payroll and uh, the government will co- cover partly the, the the salary so so I think that's a very very successful model um, and also also different funding instruments so so at these times, for example, uh, I think UK has been doing a good job in terms of like creating new funding instruments for, uh, for, for, for government to take part in the funding rounds um, uh, that, that, um, that obviously the, the private investors are investing as well. But it's kind of more, more like mm-hmm. a public-private type of partnership. So I think those are very good examples on, on, on mm-hmm. promoting uh, entrepreneurship uh, in, in these tough times. Cool. Thank you. And also very interesting point there that um, there has been in in Finland, there's been some controversy, for example, over where Business Finland, the state um, growth accelerator is is putting putting its um, attention at the moment. But at least that controversy is getting people to to think about this. And that, that, uh, as you say, you know, the spotlight is on the government funding at the moment. Mm. Mm. Indeed, it forces the conversation, doesn't it, at least? Yeah. Um, we're running out of time, but something that I've picked up on um, is this personal motto of yours, which I really like. I'd like to ask you about it. So the motto is, idea is king, execution is King Kong. What could you tell us about execution? I think I think entrepreneurship is 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 a lot about execution. So everyone has great ideas, but uh, if if those ideas are not being pursued forward, um, then in the end of the day, they they're 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 worthless. So I think that's that's part of my motto. So whenever there's an there's an idea, instead of just like thinking about it and, 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 and kind of wondering whether I should do something about it. I'm trying to focus it more on the, on the action and the execution. Mm. And then many of those ideas, they're, they're, they're not going to fly, that's for sure. But then through, through executing, actually you realize quite, quite early on which, which ideas are good and which are the ones that you shouldn't be taking forward. So I've been, I've been trying to keep that that kind of motto as as the way I do things, and but also the way I 
I lead teams. So, so being, being action oriented, being, being execution oriented. And that's something I, I adapted, uh, yeah, back in the day when, when we're doing, doing startup sound, I think that was, um, uh, one of the teams was, was using that catchphrase and I kind of picked it from there because <laughs> I thought that was like a very it. good kind of a <laughs> way, way of putting, putting it down. Yeah. I like it because it's, it's a little bit like Nike's, you know, just do it slogan and uh, because i think a lot of people have ideas a lot of people have great ideas but there's a there's a gap often between having a great idea and stepping in and rolling up your sleeves and doing it so it's, it's interesting to hear about your action oriented approach so thank you hey listener it's stefano here since you got until here, we think that you might like the podcast. It would mean so much if you could leave us a five-star review and share this with as many of your friends as possible. This will help us be discovered and spread the news. Can you just take five minutes and do that for us? Thank you.